everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about weight loss goal setting. All weight loss success starts with the proper weight loss goals. And a lot of times people don't have the proper weight loss goals because your weight loss goals probably revolve around some arbitrary number that you've been saying for the last 30 years. Uh, that doesn't mean much to you anymore. And so we need to set real weight loss goals that actually motivate us and move us. And we need to go beyond just the number to do that. So we can start with a number, it's fine. Um, we can start with a size clothes, that's fine too, and how you wanna look. But you're gonna find that the real motivation is when we go deeper into what's going to happen when, not only when you lose the weight, but you become the person who you wanna be. Because in order to lose the weight, you need to transform who you are as a person. And if we start focusing on that piece of the puzzle, you're gonna find there's a lot more motivation there, right? Because just because our weight reduces, just because our body becomes smaller, doesn't mean we're happier, healthier necessary, necessarily feel more successful. Um, we wanna become a better version of ourselves. And one piece of that is the weight, the size of, of, of who we are and what we look like. The bigger piece, hopefully, is how you feel, how you think, what you achieve in life, what you experience, your relationships improving, your finances improving, all the things that are important to you in your life wanna get better. So again, we wanna take our weight loss, rapid and personal development, make this a process of becoming the best version of yourself possible. One piece of that is the weight you're gonna be at, okay? So how do we do that? Well, again, you can start with the weight, okay, fine. <laughs> Pick what size you wanna be, what weight you wanna be, but let's start giving it some more meaning because I don't want you just to imagine that you're a size, but you're miserable doing it because that's what a lot of people are subconsciously doing. They imagine the size they wanna be, but deep down, they imagine themselves being miserable at that weight. Think about this. If you really wanted to do the diet, if you really wanted to do keto, if you wanted to do intermittent fasting, if you wanted to cut out sugar, count your points, you'd already be doing it. So the way you're thinking about it is I'm gonna do this thing I don't like in order to get a result I want. But what that means ultimately is that you don't really like the result you want because you don't like how you're living. You don't like eating the way you're eating. So we need to make this bigger. So we can start with the weight, we can start with the size, but we wanna focus on who you're going to be. Who are you at your best? At your goal weight, but being the person you wanna be, being able to be at your goal weight easily and comfortably because you have transformed yourself from the inside out into a naturally thin and healthy person. So I want you to think about it this way. So it's not just that you look a certain way, it's that you have become a certain way. So that you think, feel, and behave like a naturally thin person. I want you to think about it that way. If you were able to achieve this, right? If you were able to not only lose the weight, but do it in a way that felt good and comfortable in a way that you imagined you could live for the rest of your life, I want you to imagine that version of yourself because I don't want you to just focus on how you look. I want you to focus on how you're going to live and how it's going to feel to be that version of yourself where you no longer have to think about the food. You don't have to obsess about weight loss. You can take all that energy and dedicate it to the things that are most important to you in your life. The relationships that matter the most to you, your work, um, your personal development, whatever matters to you in your life, Imagine being able to do it at a much higher level because now you are in a body that is operating at a much higher level. You're able to think more clearly. You're able to focus easier. You have more energy. 
you have more balanced moods, you feel better about yourself. So you're living with all these emotions that make you feel good. This is what I want you to think about. Let's give your weight loss goal more context, more meaning than just this disassociated image you have in your mind. I want you to step into that idea. Step into being the person who you wanna be. Imagine living at your goal weight easily, comfortably. How would it feel to move through a typical day feeling lighter physically, having more energy, more clarity mentally, more focus, more positive emotions coursing through your body? How does that feel, right? Because again, you've got a unique life. So what would it be like to live life those levels above at a higher level, being the person you wanna be? Step into that reality. Step into being the person who you wanna be, not just looking the way you wanna look, but being the person you wanna be, where you do the things you wanna do, you take the actions you wanna do. It's easy for you because you have developed your ability to take action, to be clear-minded, to be focused, to be congruently motivated in the direction you wanna go, so that you begin to live a life of flow, where you're flowing day in and day out. You're naturally doing the things that support you and make you better, that improve your relationships, make you more successful in the ways that matter to you. And it's all natural. Each and every day you just keep flowing into and more of as the person you wanna be. This is what I want you to think about, not just a number on a scale. Stop disassociating it. Start connecting to who you wanna be. Start imagining not just losing weight, but making it happen easily, comfortably, and automatically so that it lasts forever. So that for the rest of your life, you feel in control because you have mastered your weight and your health. You've mastered your thinking and your emotions. You see, there's so much more that you can tap into motivationally than just a number on a scale, than just a disassociated image that you imagine in your mind. Start imagining the person that you want to become inside and out. Yeah, we can still use the image, right? We can still use the weight, but we wanna give it more meaning by connecting to who you're going to be as that version of yourself. Imagine yourself flowing through life, flowing. So it just feels natural and normal to be that version of yourself. This is that inside out focus. And I think the more you think of it this way, the more you're going to find that there's a lot more motivation that you can tap into. And the more motivated you are, the better your results are gonna be, okay? So start thinking of it this way. If you wanna go deeper into this process, go to my bio and click the link and listen to the hypnosis session I give you. It's called The New Thin Me, and it'll take you much deeper into this process of being able to connect to the person you wanna be. Okay, this is just a little kind of a, a taste of it, but you can go much deeper into it when you put yourself into a hypnotic state, which I'll do for you, and you begin to imagine yourself as the person you want to be. It's only a 10-minute session, but it's going to really let you experience exactly what I'm talking about in a much more profound way. So I hope this helps you out, and I hope you, you enjoy this. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I see... Um, Thank you for the live. You're welcome. I'm happy to do the lives. I love doing lives. I do them every day, right? So if you don't know, folks, um, you can catch me here pretty much every weekday, noonish. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little later than other days, right? But I try to get here. Um, I try to get here, uh, you know, when I can, you know. But but, but noon is, is kind of where I've been aiming at. So uh, yeah, if you're if you're enjoying it, you know, feel free to check in regularly. If you miss it and you like listening to them, um, you can also catch these on the the replays. I put them up as a podcast. 
and the podcast is called Program Yourself Then, and you can catch it on any podcast platform. Um, you can check it out on YouTube, uh, TikTok, and Instagram, and Facebook. So they're everywhere. But yeah, any questions you may have, feel free to ask them. I know people focusing on weight loss, right? It's the new year. What's up, Jody? How's it going? Um, Jenny says, hi, I'll stay on as long as I can. Coming up to dinner time in bed for the kids here in the UK. All right, UK. I work with some clients in the UK. So I know right now, UK, it is five-ish, right? Five thirty, six o'clock, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, I love my, my English UK clients. They're always fun to work with. Uh, let's see, where are we at? I'm going through the quote. I, those of you that are here regularly, you know, like TikTok has changed their thing where it used to just show the questions and now it, uh, it doesn't it shows like every little thing every person that's joined or left or whatever so anyways um shamala says i lost a lot of weight but mentally i don't see myself as a slimmer person i appreciate you saying that because i talk about this all the time this is the self-image okay we all have this this self-image another way to put it is our, our weight is a physical projection of our mental self and so when it comes to weight loss there has got to be in my opinion a mental component to it specifically a self-image component to it because really what's going on is you're not just losing weight listen folks it's estimated 82 to 95 percent of people that lose weight put it back on so it's not enough to just lose the weight we've got to do some inner work and the main thing we're really aiming at is really transforming our self-image so you're not alone with that so i want you to know that first off is that really if you've been overweight for a while it's not enough just to lose the weight because you think of yourself as an overweight person and so if you're sitting here overweight, out of control with your reading, I know you don't like it, but you have to agree that you're familiar with it. You know how to be this overweight person in the world. You know how to get through the world as this version of you. And so all of a sudden when you start losing the weight and people start thinking you differently, seeing you differently, it's like it's fun in one hand, but it's also a little nerve wracking on the other hand because you're becoming this other person who has to interface with the world on a different level. And so program yourself then that we're familiar with that. So right off the bat, we're aiming at who do you want to be? Again, this is why we take the weight loss and wrap it in personal development because the weight loss alone doesn't transform how we think about ourselves. Listen, the self-image was a concept created by Ma Maxwell Maltz, um, who was a plastic surgeon back in the 50s and 60s. And so plastic surgery back then was more for deformities. And what he noticed is he would fix these, these drastic physical deformities people had but they would still be acting as if they had them. And so that led him to the realization that we all have this self-image that we hold of ourselves. And it's my belief that the self-image you have is not one that you created intentionally. It's one that you basically absorbed from the people that you were around and the environments you were in. And that, to me, I believe you do have a, a weight set point, but it's not physical, it's mental. You believe yourself to be an overweight person. You believe yourself to be an overeater, unhealthy, whatever your beliefs are. And that's what needs to change primarily in order to become a thin, healthy person for the rest of your life. So Shamala, you're, you're on the right path in identifying that. And now you go to work on really installing this new self-image, right? So that's a cornerstone of the program right after motivation. So in, in Program Yourself Thin, we have the Weight Mastery Pyramid, which is mindset, lifestyle, eating. We always start with the mindset because it's most important. And there's six categories. The first one's motivation. You got to know how to motivate yourself. But the next one where the work really starts once you're motivated is your self-image. Who do you want to be? <clears throat> how do you want to live? Um, never mind who you've been. You're becoming this new version of yourself, this new person now. And it takes work. It takes focusing on who do I want to be 
and how do I become that person? And, and that's literally what Program Yourself then is all about. Um, so congratulations on the weight loss. And now, yeah, get yourself mentally beginning to think of yourself as this new version of yourself and figuring out how you want to be this this version of yourself as well. A little bit of both. Um, tips on how to manipulate the body set point regarding weight, right? So there we go. Um, yeah, so again, the, the first thing I would say is you want to change the way you think about yourself, right? You have to understand that your brain, it's, it's been, it's evolved over millions of years to conserve energy. And so you're primarily a subconscious being running on autopilot and your subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo because your brain's main job is to predict the future. And so the more stable and consistent things are, the easier it is for us to predict the future. And so if you've been an overweight person for a long time, that's how you know how to predict the future. You predict the future as an overweight person. You imagine how people are going to respond to you, how you're going to eat, how, you know, just there's a lot of things going on that your identity is taken care of. And so all of a sudden when you become this thin, healthy person, it's weird. And so you have to start acting in a new way. So I'm telling you, this is really important because otherwise you're just going to... How do we all explain, right? I don't know how people think about this normally, but how do you explain people that lose weight and then put it back on? You've done it. Everyone's doing it. How come when you get to the goal weight, as amazing as it is, why don't you stay there, right? Because once you get to your goal weight, now we know it's, it wasn't your genetics, right? It wasn't your lack of nutrition information. It wasn't your lack of willpower. You did it, right? So what is it? What is it that causes people that lose weight to put it back on, which is what virtually everyone does? So what's that set point? Now, don't get me wrong. There are physical set point mechanisms in your body, okay? Um, but again, I'm telling you that the primary set point is a mental one of how you think about yourself, right? Because when someone's clear-headed dieting, when they're wrapped around their diet goal and they're losing weight, what, what about the set point there? You see what I'm saying? So I, I believe that the set point is primarily a mental construct and it's basically your self-image. It's your identity, how you think about yourself, who you believe you are. And I think if you're going to live as a thin, healthy person for good, you have got to address this and you have to begin developing the self-image that you want to inhabit, the identity you want to have. And so I, I think that that's kind of what I would say. So in terms of other set point factors, um, I don't know. I think they just all stem from your identity and how you think about yourself, you know, because there are physical, your body does want to maintain the same weight, you know? So once you're overweight, there are signals, leptin signaling, there's, there's different hormonal signals um, and different systems working to keep you overweight. Those are true. Um, but again, ultimately it comes down to how you think about yourself. And so I'm, I'm going to just leave you with the main one um, without disputing that there are some physical factors too, but they're, they're minuscule compared to the mental pieces of it um what's up don how's it going how's it going so yeah so if anyone has any questions feel free to ask them yeah happy new year yep same to you i know here we are 2024 right oh feels good i'm so happy to be back on my normal routine i can tell you that like good lord i was going crazy with the eating there for the holidays which it's fun i do that every year for a little while but this year got a little carried away and um, it went on a little longer than I wanted it to. <laughs> but now it's so nice to kind of get back to my normal routine, which I, I love. But that's a point I always try to make too, that, um, okay, you're on a family vacation this week. All right, that's nice, that's nice. Uh, hope you're having a fun time. Um, the, the point I try to make though, you know, is that you, you'll see this all the time with the program yourself thing clients is when they go on vacation or the holidays, they can't wait to get back on track. 
you know? And I say that as just evidence that the idea that you're going to, um, <laughs> yeah, there's, Jody says the same thing. Jody's in the program. I said, finally, I can breathe. I'm on my, my structured eating. I could not wait. Same with me. I had my first salad yesterday in, in a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh my God, I felt so good. My body just like came alive again, you know? And, uh, oh, but that's the point I'm trying to make is I try to contrast that against what you're doing to lose weight. You hate what you're doing, right? You hate the keto thing. You hate the intermittent fasting. And as soon as you get off track a little bit, you go on vacation, the holidays, you just get off track. It's like, I don't want to get back on track, right? It's like, you can't, you can't get yourself back on track. And again, a lot of program yourself in clients, it's like they get off track and they can't wait to get back on track. That's the difference folks, because you're, I can almost guarantee if you're a dieter, you just assume losing weight sucks, right? The, the process you got to use to lose weight sucks and you don't want to do it. That's why you're not doing it, you know? But you never you never um, open yourself to the possibility that maybe there's an easy, comfortable, sustainable way to master your weight. Because of course there is, right? Um, so that's good to hear. Yeah, normal routine helps, yeah, Isabel. Of course, right? Normal routine is, is the key. Because again, Program Yourself Then Anyways is really built around the subconscious mind. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. It is your subconscious mind um, that is in control of your weight. And I, I, I just totally believe this in my heart. And I've studied, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been studying this for 30 years, studying people that successfully lose weight and keep it off for at least two years. And you notice the same patterns over and over and over again with them. The specifics are a little different, but the same core patterns of success in terms of weight are always the same. And a big part of that is having some structure, having routine, because that's how your subconscious mind runs. Listen, your overeating is run by the same part of your mind. Your eating is very structured, even if you think it's not, right? You might be eating different chips, different cookies, different ice creams all the time, so you feel like it's always something different, but it's not. It's always that it's an eating pattern of eating trash regularly at the same times in the same places in the same amounts. The trash may kind of vary, right? And so once you realize that your weight is really dictated by your habitual behaviors, aka your subconscious mind, then you start to create the solution around that. So you're not doing that. You're consciously trying to willpower yourself to just act different. And you can do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then you always revert back to your automatic behaviors. But you never approach your weight loss as, let me change my automated behaviors. Let me reprogram my subconscious mind to make me thin and healthy. And once you do that, everything changes. What's up, Astrid? The newest member of the Thrive Program. Super excited to have you there. I can't wait. We'll be working together for a year. It's one of my favorites. So welcome to that program, Astrid. Super, super excited. And as I told you, right, so we got calls. Oh, crap. I got to send that out. Um, I'll do that in a minute. I forgot to send out the call link for today's call, but that's at three o'clock, you know, and you don't have the link to that. So I, I'll get that out and you'll have it before the call. Um, Rocket Girl says, I had a bariatric bypass. I'm not sure I can eat enough at mealtimes without snacking. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, yeah. That's So you maybe you just had it, right? Because you're just kind of dealing with the, the effects of that. Um, and I think it's interesting for people to see that because, again, the, the bariatric bypass realized this, that you got to do mindset work too, right? Everyone's got to do mindset work. Um, we need to, even if you shrink your stomach, even if you, you know, do these things physically change your, your stomach size, even people with bypasses can put weight back on, you know? So, um, again, there's always gotta be that mindset component. All right. So not sure enough, I can eat enough at mealtimes without snacking. Yeah. You just got to figure that out. Right. It, it's just, it's such a drastically immediate different way of that. You have to eat now. Um, you'll figure it out. Okay. But, but always realize that there's a mindset component to it primarily. Well, so I'm, I'm not gonna go through all of it right now, but, um, 
you rocket girl especially is go to my bio and this is for everyone but but go to my bio click the link at the hypnosis session and watch the training watch the training i give you it's the three steps to master your weight but it's all about the mindset of, of weight mastery and please get this because again you got the physical part now you shrunk the stomach piece but now you, you've got to work on the mindset as well so do it now while, while you're fresh into the, the new the new surgery the the mindset's going to help you with that okay and it'll give you a lot of suggestions um, day two and we were walking a ton, but I'll be ready for my eating to be back to routine. Yeah. Yeah. I got you done. You know, that's how vacations can work that way. Right. Cause a lot of times on vacation, we're a lot more active, um, than we typically are. So we may be eating more, but the activity can kind of counteract that. But again, I know it's always nice to get back to our eating routines when you like your eating routines, right? That's the key part. Um, Shavala says, can you hypnotize me to never eat burger chips and pizza? Um, I cannot, I cannot do that. Um, unfortunately I could do it for a little while, probably like, like if, if I, you know, if you came into my office, I could hypnotize you. Uh, I could do it for a little bit, but it wouldn't last, right? Because we don't live in a vacuum. That's what I learned having my hypnosis office. You know, I'd have people send them out one way and they come back the next week back to normal. And it made me realize, you know, you live in a hypnotic reality. Do you not think that commercials <laughs> are hypnosis, right? So it's like, could I hypnotize you to not want to eat burger, chips, and pizza? Probably. But then as soon as you go home, you're going to watch 20 more, 20 a thousand more hypnosis sessions to eat those things, right? Because every commercial is a mini hypnosis session. There's no more powerful hypnosis than commercials. I wish I could, you know, create hypnotic uh, sessions as powerful as commercials are, you know, and that you'd watch them repeatedly. Think about it. You watch two hours of network TV. You are two hours of network TV. You're watching 50 minutes of commercials explicit commercials and there's all sorts of embedded commercials in the shows on top of it so you're really watching a minimum of 50 minutes of intense hypnosis it's a literally hypnosis i'm telling you that as a master hypnotist commercials are the most hypnotic things that you're exposed to and so yeah i could hypnotize you to not eat burger chips and pizza but you're gonna go right back into the environment that's already hypnotized you to want to eat burgers chips and pizza so this is why ultimately folks you all have to learn how to run your own brain which is what program yourself then revolves around the program yourself then technique, which is a hypnosis technique you use on yourself at night. It takes a minute or two, but this gives you the ability to program your own subconscious mind, um, which is what you, you I've not seen long-term success without you being able to do it to yourself. So yes, I use hypnosis. There's a lot of hypnosis as a support and supplement to the, um, to the program, but the core of it, is figuring out your weight mastery blueprints, which are customized to you, and using the program yourself then technique, um, which allows you to program your own mind to do to behave the way you want to. That's gonna give you the weight and the lifestyle you want. Um, Astrid said, "I'm on the home trainer again. Yay, good for you, Astrid. Two days in a row. Um, but more importantly than even two days in a row is you've figured out a, a solution. You've figured out a strategy. When you're listening to these is now you're doing something active. This is what we were saying last day, right? So it's like you get the breakfast, now you get the home trainer while you're listening to this, then we got a, kind of an idea for lunch, you know, that we're working on. And so this is what I'm saying, you're accumulating positive, successful strategies. That's what's gonna dictate your successful weight loss. Not just forcing yourself to all of a sudden eat different. That's not gonna last. You need long-term strategies that are comfortable for you, that are customized for you, um, that are going to last. That's how you master your weight. Um, what's up, Paula? Just want to eat healthy would be awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's not just want to eat healthy, though. Okay, this is an important message here. Um, we can't just say, I just want to eat healthy, because it's not just a just. You need to become 
fixated and focused on this. Uh, maybe obsessed. Is obsession good? Is getting obsessed with my food good? Well, it depends on the context. If you want to eat healthy again because you want to be happy, you want to feel alive, you want to feel excited, right? You want to feel excited, right? You want to feel motivated. You want to feel a passionate life. Just You want to feel more of whatever it is you want. That's not just adjust. That's really important, right? I want to feel amazing again. I want to feel alive. I want to feel good about myself. And I want to fuel my body so I can feel those things. So what am I saying? I've reframed it. I said, I just want to eat healthy again, minimizes it. Why? Why do you want to eat healthy again? You see? So we always have to be in the process of reframing. If you've been struggling to eat healthy in your life, you've got to assume the way you think about eating healthy is kind of impotent. It's just, it doesn't do much. You see? So instead of like thinking about eating healthy the same way and then just expecting we're just going to somehow magically force ourselves to eat in a way that we don't really want to do, we reframe how we think about eating healthy so that we really want to do it. And then we don't rely on the willpower. Hope that makes sense. But we'll be working on that, Paula, right? Um, Rocket Girl said, I, oh, I had it several years ago. Okay, Rocket Girl. So interesting. So you haven't figured that part out. You're still figuring out. That's interesting. So for you, Rocket Girl, what I would say is you need to go deeper into being able to articulate what the issue is. Because that's that's a vague a vague idea. So I would need more detail. I'm not saying you can't do that, but and maybe the comments aren't the place to do it. But um I would want more detail about what's going on. You're you're saying what I'm getting the idea of from, and it's just a sentence, but that I'm eating meals, but I don't know if it's enough food for me. So I feel like I might need to snack it as well. And this is interesting, right? So I don't know the answer to that. I don't know your situation, the specifics, but um, if you feel that way, you're going to keep snacking because now subconsciously, like I need to snack in order to live is, is how I'm interpreting that. I may or may not be right on that. So um, user 769 says, I love sugar though. Yeah, I mean, hey, we all love sugar to some degree. Um, sugar is one of those things that we're all pretty much born addicted to. You know, they, they've done that test with babies where they'll put like little sugar solutions to watch their eyes light up. So, they, you know, sugar in and of itself lights up our pleasure centers. So to some degree, we all love sugar. Um, but we can't just accept that as Listen, we'd all like cocaine and heroin <laughs> and drugs too, right? We all pretty much would like that. If all of a sudden, you know, it was put in our bodies, we would probably like the feeling. And so we can't just accept just because our body responds to it in a positive way. We can't just leave it there. You so we have to look at the full picture. Yeah. I love sugar, but I don't like the consequences, right? And, and whatever the consequences may be for you. And so we need to counteract that, that genuine, you know, sense of, of liking it, loving it but we can't just accept that and leave it, okay? We have to look deeper into it. We still have to balance it out with what the consequences and effects are to get control over it. Um, yeah, Cammy says, start my journey. Nice job. Good luck with that. Astrid's killing it with the thumbs up. <laughs> Follow said, thanks for bursting my bubble chip. That's what I'm here for, right? That's what I do. Because again, it's like if you want new results, I, I always reference this. I love this quote, but it's the um, it's the Einstein quote. The same level of thinking that created the problem can't solve the problem. You see? So we can't, this is the dieter in a nutshell, right? Dieter's always like, well, I know what I got to do. I just got to get myself to do it. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? That you just need to magically all of a sudden just force yourself to do the same process you've been doing that's been failing, you just all of a sudden need to get yourself to do it successfully. Like there's no, there's no learning, there's no change, there's no difference, there's no distinctions there, you know. And this is what dieters are famous for. They'll be the same diet for 40 years. How many times have some people started Weight Watchers? Holy shit, right? If you're starting Weight Watchers for the 30th time, what do you think is going to happen the 30th time that didn't happen the previous 29? Not to sound negative, but I'm just saying, if nothing else is added to the system, why would the system change? 
You see? So, so again, bursting bubbles is, is a good thing because it forces you to think differently. You know, so we, we need to elevate the level of our thinking in order to get better results. We can't just say, oh, I know what to, I know what to do. I know, I know what to think. Well, then what's going to change then? Oh, I just need to force myself to do it. Well, what's what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, again, it doesn't make sense when we look at it that way, but that's what a lot of people are intuitively just kind of doing. You know, um, Sean says, I walk 10,000 steps daily at 5 a.m. and do intermittent fasting. I struggle with the body, which has changed for better to match my mindset, which still lives in the past. I get it, Shamal. I, I totally get that. And I, I just, I find that to be the core, literally the core weight loss issue. I was doing a call this morning with a client I've been working with for a while, and she is right on the cusp of mastery. And she's got one habit she needs to change. And she goes, and then that's it. I made it. I said, no. I said, the final thing is always the self-image. It always is. I'll give you an example of what I mean. So for me, when I... Okay, I'll take you back a little bit, just give you a little context. So my father died when I was nine years old. He was 54 years old. He was always known as an eater. Like he was, he loved eating and um, he was obese, you know, uh, not morbidly obese, but he was obese. He was unhealthy, greatest guy on the planet, um, but he loved food and he was known to love food. That was just kind of his thing. Hard worker, funny, just great guy, loved food. And so he died of a heart attack. I knew the food, I knew the lifestyle had something to do with it, even at nine. Swore I wasn't gonna go down that path. 10 years later, I'm 50 pounds heavier going down this exact same path. And so as I start to, you know, I learned a lot of this mindset stuff and I started using it. And so I started losing weight. But what I realized the biggest challenge was is letting go of being an eater. Because if I, because that's what I had to do, right? Yeah, okay, I could lose the weight, but how am I going to maintain it? Well, I've got to change my identity. If I'm going to identify as an eater, like my dad, who I wanted to be like, if I'm going to identify as an eater, how the hell am I going to be able to master my weight? Right? They're, they're incongruent. They're conflicted. And so one of the hardest parts was letting go of the identity of an eater because it felt like I was like, like letting go of my dad almost in a weird way. I, I don't know. It doesn't make logical sense, but it was there. And I, I remember coming face to face because I look at things in this way, this subconscious way. And so there was this identity I had of being an eater and letting that go was hard, you know? Now I look at it and I say, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's gone and like that, whether I eat that way or not has no reflection on how much I love him, how much I miss him, all that stuff, you know? But I just give you that to as an example is that, yes, ultimately losing weight is the, is the first step, but transformation, weight mastery really kind of comes down to transforming your identity, thinking of yourself as a thin, healthy, happy person. And it takes a little bit longer, but you got to focus on it too. It doesn't just happen naturally. You need to kind of make that a focus and um, and work on it. So, you know, what I'm saying to you, Shmuel, is have some patience with it. That's completely normal, but you're doing the work. You're doing the good work here um, by being aware of that and then focus on that. And it, it happens. It takes some time. You know, your, your, your subconscious mind is going to be all of a sudden, oh, now I'm this new person. It doesn't happen that quick. You need to kind of stack together experiences and time and belief that I am really this person. That's how it's happened for me. So, but you're focused on the self-image, I hope now. You realize that and it's normal. It's easier to just force ourselves to act differently than it is to just all of a sudden think of ourselves a different person. That's just a longer process. And um, again, that's why I always focus on weight mastery. So let me speak this to you real quick. I, I like to make this point that your goal is not to lose weight. Your goal is to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That goal is so specific and so important to think of it that way. Because if you just think about weight loss, you just think about weight loss. 
you just think about weight loss and like getting the goal weight is the, the finish line. I did it. No, you didn't. Cause that's not the goal. You've all lost weight before and then you put it back on. You're not happy you lost weight. You're mad that you put it back on. So the goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. It's a completely different goal. But articulating the goal that way sets you up for success because it's much more specific to what you want, you know? Um, and you get better results ultimately that way. Um, you said, I'm tired of my weight taking up so much of my thoughts. How to change that? Oh, yeah, right? Um, here's the thing. I think you're, you're, you're right on the money with that. I, I Again, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've regularly asked people, I said, if you had to guess what percentage of your day are you thinking about food, your weight, um, you know, th things of that nature? And I'm regularly getting answers like 70, 80, 90%. And that is the reason I do these lives for free. This is the reason I give everything away for free. I have a coaching program too, you know, so, but, but I, this is a mission for me. And a big part of it is A, because I want people to live longer. I think how you're eating and how you're living have the biggest impact on your lifespan in most cases. Um, and it's gonna dictate the quality of your life. That's the other piece. And it's not just because you look better, it's because I want you to experience the freedom, the mental freedom. Think about, that's your life, right? This is your life, is how much mental energy you're giving things. And you're spending 70, 80, 90% of it thinking about weight loss, thinking about food, you know, and it's like, yeah, at the end of your life, it, it's, you know what I mean? Like, like you're going to wish you had spent that energy on something better. No doubt. And that's why I do this because to me, this is life and death. It's, it's a quality of life issue. And so how do you change it? I think what you do is you commit yourself to weight mastery, not just weight loss. You know, when you focus on weight loss, it's, you're very conditional and you just think like the, the scale dictates everything. You know, when you focus on weight mastery, it's a bigger goal. And so it's not enough to just want to lose weight. It's about who do I want to become as a person? Who do I want to live as? And so what do you want your thoughts to be about? So this is a weird little switch, okay? But, but let me explain this. Um, typically, pretty much every client I ever work with, myself included, um, we're overthinkers, okay? And so being an overthinker is kind of like having like a supercomputer, right? And a lot of people think, oh, the overthinking is the problem, overthinking everything. Overthinking is not the problem, okay? You're lucky to have a brain like that. The problem is what you're overthinking. And so if we stick with a computer metaphor, basically you've got these programs that you're overthinking. And your program is that I'm always thinking about my weight. But how are you thinking about your weight? I'll tell you. <laughs> you're saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I lose the weight? Why can't I eat better? Why can't I get myself to exercise? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I? You're always focusing on the problem. You're trying to analyze why you can't lose the weight because you think that as soon as you figure that out, it's gonna be this breakthrough and everything's gonna change. It's not. And so what you're doing is you're spending all of your life focusing on the problem and you're just getting what? More of the problem, you see? So the big secret mentally is to take all that energy and focus on the solution. How do I wanna look? How do I wanna feel? How do I wanna eat? How do I wanna live? Who do I wanna be? How can I make my weight loss easy and enjoyable? How can I make eating better automatic and natural? You're never asking those questions. And I know you don't have the answer to those, but you never ask those questions ever. And as soon as you take your big brain and all your overthinking and start focusing it on the solutions, well, imagine what happens. You start getting all these solutions. And so I can tell you as someone who's obsessed with my personal development, with my health, 
um, with my eating, with my lifestyle, with my mindset. I love these things because the more effort and work I put into it, the better I feel, you know, the better my results are. So I'm, I'm using a lot of energy, but it feels amazing because we're all going to think about something, you know, but wouldn't you rather think about the solutions, what you want in life, focusing on the things you want to do, the things you want to experience, the things you want to achieve, the weight you want to live at, the food you want to eat, you see, and you're not doing that. And so that's the big shift that has to happen is to shift from the problems to the solution. Um, and, and that's how you deal with that. Okay. You're not going to stop the thinking, you know, and, and you want to be a certain weight and you need to focus that energy, but on the solution instead of the problem, right? Um, someone says, what about emotional eating in regards to changing thoughts? Obviously control emotions. Okay, great. Let's talk about emotional eating. Um, cause I find most dieters approach this completely wrong because a lot of people say, oh, I'm an emotional eater. And so what's the solution? What's the solution everyone has for emotional eating? I just stop emotional eating. I think that's the complete wrong thing to do. I think if you're an emotional eater, do not stop emotional eating. Start to understand what emotions you're eating for. Okay. And so let's just say you're eating at night, right? I get, I'm an emotional eater at night. I'm snacking all night. Okay. Well, what emotions are you feeling? I'm feeling bored. I'm feeling stressed. Great. That's really important information to know, right? Because if we just stop the emotional eating, we haven't, we, we just put a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound. You know, the same, the, the, the emotional issues that cause the emotional eating is still there. We didn't fix it. We just stopped it for a little while. So for example, if you're a stress eater, for example, um, and you just stop yourself from stress eating, well, what happened to the stress? Did it just go away now? Or did it increase? Because you got rid of your stress management strategy, you see? So we don't want to stop emotional eating. We want to understand it. Because once we understand, oh, I'm a stress eater, great. Because now the next question that follows is, what do I want to feel instead? Well, I want to feel relaxed and calm. Jeez, I got work I, all day long, I'm tense. Now I get home, I just want to relax. Great, you want to relax, okay. So what are some other ways you can relax that don't involve food? Again, solution-oriented thinking. And so now, again, I know you don't have the strategies. Listen, we live in a culture where the main emotional management strategy we're conditioned to, to believe in is eating. We use food to feel emotions and to not feel emotions we don't want to feel. So you need to learn how to manage your emotions. So when it comes to emotional eating, we don't want to just stop it. We want to understand it. We want to find a better way to feel that emotion. And the good news is that food is almost always a shitty way to feel the emotions you're after. Really, right? Let's stick with stress. So eating de-stresses you? No, it doesn't. It distracts you from the stress for a little bit. So it feels like relief while you're eating. But as soon as you're done eating, has the stress gone down or does it come back full force and even more now because now you just ate like shit too? You see? So again, we zoom out a little bit and you realize that emotional eating is not giving you the emotions you want in the big picture. And so we want to find better ways to feel the emotions we want. And once you've done that, now the emotional eating a lot of times resolves itself. At the very least, um, it's easier to deal with now, right? Because you, you've got the emotional piece still figured out um, and you've disconnected it from the eating piece. So I hope that makes sense. Um, Don says, oh my, it's amazing once that is removed. I didn't realize it until you just asked that. Yeah, right? So Don's been, been listening for a while. And so, um, yeah, she's referring to, again, your, your mindset, you don't realize how much of it, and it's so negative because most of the mind, so half of it is focused on the problem. What's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Da, 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 da. The other half, if not more, is beating yourself up about it. Uh, no one's meaner to themselves than dieters. You know, um, I get a firsthand view of this. I, I, I know what it's like. We all have this negative voice in our head 
Um, you got to deal with that, right? Program Yourself Thin is really about dealing with the voices in our head. Y'all got voices in your head. You're not crazy. Um, we all talk to ourselves. We all have this internal dialogue. And a lot of times the voice that's in our head talking to us is very mean and negative, you know? So we need to create a new voice in our head in order to create new, a new reality, new results for ourselves, you know? But it feels a lot better once you do as well. Um, Paul says, I eat to not feel the emotions. Yeah, yeah, sure, right. But it's just a distraction technique. You know what I mean? And once you see it for that, you start to change the way you think about it. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you eat not to feel the emotions because you don't have a good emotional management strategy. If you did, if you knew how to deal with your emotions genuinely, would you still eat to distract yourself from them? Or would you just resolve them? Right? But you never consider that option because we all just are like conditioned to just eat. E eat for every emotion. Right? We're celebrating positive stuff, we're eating. We got negative shit we don't want to deal with, we're eating to distract ourselves from it. You know? And so we just do that on autopilot, most of us, because that's the culture we live in. Think about it. You've seen literally, geez, I, I would love to know the number. I would love to do the math on this, but easily millions, millions of food ads in your life, millions and millions and millions of food ads. Every food ad, you know, all linking the food to emotions. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if I told you you've listened to millions of hypnosis sessions getting you to overeat and connect emotions to food, it's going to have an impact on you, right? You know, that, that's what's going on. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and then the user says, thank you, that makes sense, focus on solutions. Yeah, the more you focus on solutions, I can tell you that, um, I, I can absolutely see the success you'll achieve is, is almost completely dependent on how much you're able to get yourself focusing on solutions, which is why the Program Yourself Thin technique, that, that the hypnosis technique I showed you about, that is a solution-oriented technique. So you do it at night, it's a minute or two, but the first part of why it works is because you're stepping into this technique and you're stepping into a solution-oriented space. And we don't do this naturally. We all have a negativity bias. We're all wired that way. All of us, every person on the planet has a negativity bias because we've evolved with that. It was more important to remember where the lion was than where the beautiful flower was, right? So having a negativity bias is a survival um, tactic that we're all hardwired with. And so we tend to focus on problems more naturally because the problems are just more impactful to us. They affect our nervous system more. So um, yeah, we, we need to have a strategy. We need to have a routine, a ritual of being solution-oriented. But two minutes of being specifically solution-oriented is absolutely life-changing. It doesn't, you don't have to be solution-oriented 20 hours a day, you know? Literally two minutes a day. You're not solution-oriented at all. Like you're just not. I'm telling you, you're not. When it comes to your weight, you're never solution-oriented. I'm... I promise you, <laughs> you know, you got tiny little blips where you think it, but you're not. You're primarily problem oriented, which is why you keep getting more of the problem. I, I can't make it any clearer than that. You're always, first of all, folks, you're always programming yourself. So I have a program called Program Yourself Thin, but you are programming yourself overweight. You don't realize it because it was installed into you automatically and just run it autom just like you speak English, right? And it's like, that's just how you think of the world. It just happened to you. You know, but the same thing is you've been programmed to, to be overweight because you li we live in an obese and agenic society, which is always conditioning us to be overweight. And so what it's doing is it's we have all this mental stuff conditioned onto our evolved biology. We all have biology that evolved in a food scarce environment. So all of our physicality, all our mindset, our neurology, all of it is geared towards eating and eating, eating a lot when we can, because that's what led to survival for millions of years. And all of a sudden, last 50 years, now we got an abundance of food, right? So we got to update, we've got to update our mental software because it's not, it's not, it's not working in this environment. I hope that makes sense. 
And so you're doing this already. So it's not a question of, oh, I don't know, hypnotizing myself and program myself. I don't know, Jim, what, the, what are you talking about? I'm talking about what you're already doing. You're already doing it. The main thing affecting your weight is your mindset. And you never learn about the mindset piece. Um, tired moan mess says I find it hard to prioritize myself oh yeah for sure for sure I get that um, I get that all the time I don't know if you're a mom but oh yeah tired mom <laughs> is that right so that, that makes sense um, moms are notorious for that listen mo most of my clients the majority the vast majority of my clients are women between the ages of 45 and 65 you know a lot of them are moms and moms are just notoriously put themselves last you know and uh, it's admirable in one sense, but it's not a good idea in another sense. Because if you truly want to serve these people in your life, you got to take care of yourself, you know? Um, so you have to look at it differently. You've got to, you've got to reframe it. And you need to put yourself first because by putting yourself first, you're going to be able to serve all these people that you love in your life at a much higher level. And that, that's what I always want to reframe your mind with this it's not just about losing weight and looking different because as a mom that doesn't matter to you that much i'm just here to tell you as a mom again this is if you are i'm imagining tired mom um you're, you're a mom but but again even if you're not this will still be relevant to people uh but you know we, we tend to think like i'll put all these other people first um but what's left for you if you're if by putting yourself last and not prioritizing yourself, where are you at? Are you depleted physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? If you are, how can you serve these people that you love so much at the highest level? You see? So we want to reframe this because, again, a lot of moms walking around, oh, I just want to wear a bathing suit. You don't give a shit about a bathing suit. It would be cool, but you don't really care. You know what you care about? Taking care of your family, being a support, being a rock for them. You know, if you, if you work, you know, doing your work, we, we all have bigger goals than wanting to wear, look good in a bathing suit, you know, but we've been said, sold this bullshit by the diet industry for, for 50 years, a hundred years. I don't know how long diet industry has been around, but, um, they're always focused on how we look, but there's way bigger motivators. And then that's what I find with moms is, um, never mind trying to lose weight. So you look better. Let's eat better so that you can really, really be the mom you want to be. Be the wife you want to be. Be the partner you want to be. Be the daughter, the the son, the, the person you want to be. There's bigger motivators than wanting to look better. I promise you. You know, we use that too, right? We can want to look better too, but it's not enough. You know, you got to find more, and you know this, right? I always say, like, if you're struggling with weight loss, your number one problem, the first hurdle you got to clear, is your motivation. You ain't motivated to lose weight. I guarantee you. Guarantee it, because weight is a reflection of our behavior. And if you really, 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 really did want something in terms of weight, you'll make it happen. There's not a person on the planet that if you cut their calories over time is not going to lose weight. So if you're not losing weight, it's because you're not, you haven't cut the calories down. If you haven't done that, it's, it might be because you don't know, but it's almost always because you're not able to get yourself to do it consistently. And that's because you're not truly motivated. You wish you'd lose weight, but you don't really want to lose weight. You want to keep eating and living the way you've been living. That's what you want to do. You do what you want to do. We can make that real clear, by the way, folks. Don't get confused. You know, it's real simple. You do what you want to do. Like literally, I'm using the, the literal technical definition of the word want. You know, just because you wish, you wish you'd eat better, you wish you'd lose weight, you wish you'd be exercising, you wish you'd do that stuff. Great. 
Those are, those are wishes though. They're not wants. You do what you want to do always. And so if you're not losing weight, it's because you want to eat and continue living the way you're living more than you want to lose the weight. And until that's fixed, uh, you're going to struggle losing weight. It's always going to be a struggle. And so I think it's important to articulate it that way though, um, because people can confuse themselves a lot. And so I don't know, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Well, that's not what I've seen. I've never seen someone not be able to lose weight who has changed their behaviors long-term. You know, it, now, now that being said, it, it's easier and harder. You know, people lose weight quicker and slower. It's easier and harder for people. There, there's absolutely um, differences between people. But 100% of people, if you lower calories over a long period of time, your weight's going to go down. It has to. You know, we live in a cause and effect physical reality. You know, whether you can do that or not, that, that's, that's the question, you know, and, and that's another way to look at it. All right, everyone, I'm going to get out of here. I got to go eat some salad and then I got another afternoon of sessions. Uh, coaching, coaching, coaching. And I'm going to do that right now, actually, even while I'm on here. So I don't forget because I am hungry. I cannot wait to eat my salad. Super excited about that. <laughs> so let me make sure that Astrid here, if she's still on here on her trainer, is going to get the information for the call today. All right. Astrid. You superstar, Astrid. All right, I'm going to send this out right now, Astrid. So if you don't get this, I am going to enjoy my salad. I'm super hungry right now. Which, by the way, I should have talked about that. Um, you know, folks, if, you, if you're struggling with your eating this week, which you probably are, okay? And if you're not, you're still struggling. You're just repressing it for a while. Because if you've been eating like crap the last couple of weeks, that... that ramps up the hunger, the cravings, all the rest of it. Okay. So again, I just want to remind you, there's no problem with having a, a, a re-entry week, right? Or, or two. Okay. You don't have to jump right into the, you know, cause a lot of people I know wanted to lose weight this year and they're like, oh shit, I blew it on the first day. You know, you didn't blow anything. Just be a little better than you've been. You know what I mean? That's it. And so, um, I'm finding it, my eating, my eating now is not like my eating was in the middle of October. Okay, because I've just had three, four weeks of eating like crap and drinking more wine and, you know, holidays and all the rest of it. And so I'm hungrier. My cravings are worse and all the rest of it. So my eating is not as clean. What I'm trying to say is my, my weight is not controlled. My eating is not controlled by willpower. It's controlled by a lot of other factors. So anyways, I got to get out of here. So um, have a super day, everyone. Again, if you are not in my world, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you. Um, the podcast is Program Yourself Then. I do it every every weekday, usually noonish. Um, so tune in, check it out if you have any questions. And uh, if you're really serious, you can go to programyourselfthen.com and get the program. Because this week here, if you join, you get an extra week of, an extra month of coaching, group coaching. So it's quite a deal. So all right, thank you so much, everyone. Great questions. And uh, I wish you the best. Talk soon. Bye.